You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. The Mandatory Samson Podcast, episode number seven. We are recording on a Tuesday, and it is confusing as fuck. I don't know what's going on. We're doing this early because the studio here in at Stand Up New York Labs is going to be closed on Thursday. It's a holiday. It's Thanksgiving. We won't be able to record then. So we're recording today. And this podcast, if you're listening to it, you already know, but I'm going to announce it anyway, is coming out Wednesday at midnight. So you guys have... All of Thanksgiving Day to enjoy this podcast on your travels or in some downtime or as light background uh, music during your dinner conversation. Mm -hmm. My name is Chris. I'm joined by two other fine gentlemen. The one to my right. Joey Noe. That's right. And directly across from me. Andrew Gentilozzi. Very exciting. We have Joe Harari producing this thing. Hey. He's very excited to be here. Hey, hey. Uh, check out his podcast, Your Mother's Basement. He does it with Jonathan Randall. It's very good. You don't have to, though. No, by all means, you don't have to. But you could, you know? Um, so, guys, first of all, last week's episode, we had J Train, Jared Friedon. I'd like to thank Jared again for coming on. I think it was great. Yep. Thank you, Jared. Joey, he gave you some great advice. Yeah, yes, he was, did. That was such a fun episode. Yeah, I really had a great time. Have you gotten laid since that episode, Jared? I have not, but I plan on taking his advice wholeheartedly in the new year. Signing well, up you're going to wait all the way till January. Okay. No, it's only, what, a month, two months? Well, yeah, it's the middle of, uh, towards the end of November now. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, if you're listening to this. Uh, it's a wonderful holiday. I like Thanksgiving because you don't have to give gifts or anything. You just sit down with people. You eat. You have a good time. You watch some football. It's nice. fun. You like Thanksgiving, Joey? I love Thanksgiving. Andy, what are you What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm going up to my aunt's house in Cheshire. It should be very exciting. It's going to be a relatively small get-together for my family, which will be about 20 people, and that's small for my family. Wow, really? Yeah, it's max like seven in my family. Yeah, well, we're uh, my mom's side of the family is Irish Catholic, so she's the oldest of eight, and uh, there's <laughs> right. a lot of people. We right. go, yeah. All right, well, there you go. Um, so, yeah, so I hope everybody's enjoying their day, and uh, thank you for tuning into this wonderful podcast. So... It's actually serendipitous that we get to record on a Tuesday because yesterday was a huge day in American politics, uh, history, whatever you want to call it. Uh, obviously, the Ferguson um, grand jury decision came out about the Michael Brown shooting. Darren Wilson, they've decided not to indict him on anything uh, involving that whole incident, which we're going to get into in a minute. I do just want to say at the start, though, that usually we don't really cover... And I, I don't like to cover, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but just sort of like an ethic of the, po how I like the, the ethic of the podcast to be is that we're not going to necessarily cover stuff that is like immediate in the news cycle. Uh, I like to get stuff that's sort of a little bit outside of it, but relates to it and, and has more of a broader um, resonance mm -hmm. to, to some of the stuff that's coming up. But this one, you, you can't ignore this one. This is something that I think we have to talk about. Yeah, we do. Um, does anybody, do you guys have any initial thoughts on this to, to kick it off? I do. I think it's actually ridiculous that they chose not to indict the officer at all. Yeah. 
I, I feel that they could have came to the conclusion where he should be indicted because if he's indicted, he's not automatically found get guilty, but it's one more process and getting to that point. Yeah, I mean, that's the... And I think that's the thing that probably gets lost in the shuffle for a lot of people that are sort of peripherally paying attention to it. This wasn't the trial. And I, I bet there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, okay, well, they found him innocent. But that's not what this was. This was simply a proceeding to... To determine whether they should go to a trial, to to determine whether this guy was justified in His murdering actions. an unarmed person, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think the biggest thing is, and we kind of talked about it earlier, the reason they decided not to indict him was because they felt they wouldn't have enough evidence to prosecute him. Supposedly. Supposedly. Right. right. And I'm not really sure how that could be true. That just doesn't seem to make much sense to me. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but um, I, I don't know, man. This is always a tricky subject when it comes to police officers being prosecuted because as much as they say, you know, they don't try to protect their own, I, I'm not sure how much I can believe that. No, it's not true. They're, they're always looking to make sure again it's the fraternal it's a brotherhood yeah, exactly. they're, they're trying to make sure that each other are taken care of and fine they're, they're all part of the same organization but if you want to foster responsibility and ethics in a in an organization like that you have to when somebody acts possibly inappropriately i'm not even saying we'll get into it i'm not even saying right now though that he acted inappropriately you you have to at least have accountability and, and it's in a huge incident like this a public trial is what in my mind is required here it's warranted yeah because you because it's it's already in the court of public opinion like we talked about last week with cosby Pe people right. on either side have already made up their mind if you bring it to trial at least then you see the proceedings you understand the evidence you get to see this guy talk which nobody's seen darren wilson say a word yet nope. which which is a, a strange thing that he's been this protected um you know, you need to have the evidence put out there because a lot of people, and obviously look what's going on in Ferguson. People are, are freaking out. People are rioting. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know, man, it's a shame. And, and again, we kind of, we spoke about this for a minute. You know, when people um, protest nonviolently, there's always the argument that they're, that they're not doing enough, that people won't listen to their opinion and it'll just kind of get swept under the rug because right. it's not anything... It's not a big news story when people are protesting peacefully. When people behave properly, it's, it's not going to get covered. Right. It's, it's, it's dog bites man. It's not man bites dog. Right. But then when they protest violently and loot and riot, then we say, or people say that they're just perpetuating this stereotype and perpetuating this idea that they don't know how to protest peacefully sure and it, it also it gives the racists an opportunity to be like see look what they're doing these yeah. savages blah, blah blah exactly and look people i'm sure there are people involved in those riots and the protests that are not there because they care about the the issue there's i think there's a an underlying rage obviously that uh is is part and parcel with a black community or, or a poor community like that. Yeah. And this is a good excuse probably for some people. But on the other hand, I think just there's justifiable anger um, I, amongst that community. I, I think there is. I certainly think there is. And um, and I even I'm angry about it, to be honest with you. And that's as a, a you know, 20 something year old white male. Right. I think it's ridiculous. And um, and I do understand the anger of my only 
idea is uh, don't don't fucking destroy the businesses. Uh, you know these mom and pop businesses in your neighborhood right, who are part of your community, who are part of right. your community. Go fucking flip a squad car over. Go like sure. go burn. You know like go do that. Take. Take your anger out on the people that you are actually angry at. Don't like what what is it going to do to destroy these businesses owned by people in your community? It's, yeah, it's it's absolutely absurd. Absolutely. And again, it gives justification then to the people who are um racist that they can just point and be like look at look at what the blacks do. Right. You get this this fucking like wave of insane racism that comes out of the woodwork when the, you know something like this goes down, which is absurd obviously. Yeah, and but, and I'm all for a good loot. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, we were joking around before uh, that Andy's going to go loot a uh, guitar center. Yeah, but I'd probably be the only one there. But um, I'm going looting! <laughs> loot! <laughs> and I was just, my idea was to uh, just scream loot, maybe not even have people there with me, throw a brick through the front door because they're glass, and then uh, try and grab a couple PRS hollow body twos. It's like when Frank the Tank, uh, we're going streaking! Yeah, nobody nobody's goes. going streaking. Yeah. We're going looting! And it's just Andy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I ro- PRS, send me something. Uh, yeah, please send my man a guitar. He loves it. Oh, um, love it. I wrote down a couple of thoughts, and I, and I do want to get to the Brown, uh, Michael Brown's parents. They made a statement, obviously, yeah. after mm-hmm. this. And it's nothing sp- special. It's what you would expect from them. They're calling for calm and this. But they do bring up the Mike Brown law, which is something that they would like to get passed. Okay. And I'm not going to say what that is. That's a little teaser uh, mm-hmm. in business lingo and uh we'll bring that up in a minute but I, I just wanted to read real quick i wrote down just a couple of thoughts like as i was watching it last night and then because i was watching it basically up until i started preparing for the podcast so it was perfect i just wrote what really bothers me is the quote otherness like people are watching this go down people who are white or whatever not not involved in the situation they watch it and they go look what they are doing yes look what that group of people mm-hmm. is doing what bothers me clearly there's fear and anger and resentment you don't have to always agree with these people but you do have to fight for the rights of your fellow citizens and humans to protest to voice their opinion to talk tr- you know truth to power or whatever the sure. it's a it's a minority that people don't usually give a lot of credit to they're they're they feel wronged i think a lot of people would agree that they've been wronged here and Maybe it's not the right way to go about it, but they do have the right to protest. And when people look at them as the other, that really bothers me. You know, um, I have a tattoo. We, the people, well, I have that because I, first of all, it's a little patriotic. I, I am proud to be in this country. It could definitely be perfected. It's not perfect, but I am proud to be here. And, but I also have that kind of feeling about the world. Like we are all people, you know, you, you can be born in many different circumstances. It's just luck that you happen to be where you are or bad luck that you happen to be where you are, depending on the, the situation. So like we're, we're all in it together and that's really how I look at things. You know, you treat other people well. Mm-hmm. Um, I continued. The simple fact is no one should be killed in the street when they're unarmed. No period. They okay. Shouldn't. This was yeah. not a proceed. This was not a trial. It was a determining whether there should even be a trial. There was 12 shots fired by a cop into or at around a guy who was unarmed and i I don't think in america you should be shot dead in the street when you don't have a weapon and your body shouldn't be left out there for two hours that's it it was way longer than two hours but right yeah just left um, him lying in the street and just just to clarify um what wilson told uh the grand jury was that um he said two shots were fired during a struggle at his police cruiser 
and then he fired uh, three bursts of gunfire as he chased and then backed away from Brown. So it, because I'm sure a lot of you have heard that he said uh, Mike Brown was still running through through the shots. Right. And uh, yeah, he shot at him and he kept coming at him. And uh, one thing, and I don't, you guys I know aren't that big into guns, he was carrying a Sig Sauer 40 caliber gun. That's most police officers carry Glock nine millimeters. Nine millimeter, a forty caliber gun is like those. That's a tough shot. Like that's gonna hurt you. And right, it's a a more lethal shot. Yeah, and um, than a regular gunshot. Than a than a nine millimeter. (laughs) Right, and he's the gun he's carrying had a clip of thirteen bullets, so he fired twelve of them. And I don't know, man, to me, like, I can't really believe, and I know Brown was a big kid. He was 6'4", He was 6'4", 292. 90? Wilson's 6, this is the thing. He's 6'4", also. also. Yeah, he's 6'4", 220. So, yeah. so it's oh, like, okay. yeah, he's, he's given up some weight, but he's a big dude as well. And they're making it seem like he's some <laughs> little baby that this guy grabbed. Right. And um, I, I don't know, man. It, it's hard for me to believe that you could keep running through, um, like, at least a three-round burst, a, a three forty caliber bullets, which hit him basically center mass. Like, I, I don't know how you would run through that. And... Uh, and I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of his story that I, I just really can't believe. No, and that's something else I wanted to bring up. Bef- I, I, and I will say this. It doesn't seem like Michael Brown is totally innocent. No. Okay, it seems like he definitely did something. Mm-hmm. I just think that the end result didn't have to be this kid being shot dead in the street. And on top of that, there should just be at least a trial to see whether this was warranted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go through the whole process and it comes out that this is absolutely what he had to do. Fine. Then, yeah. Then if, you know? if it comes out that this, again, is a tragedy, but it, it had to happen this way. The officer felt like he was could have possibly been killed, right. hurt, whatever, and he felt it was his life or, or Brown's, then fine. Nobody's going to be happy about it, but let's at least go through the process. Yeah, let the and facts see, bear out. Yeah, and see if he did, in fact, do something wrong, because this all kind of stinks of him doing something wrong. No doubt about it. I, I read... The interesting thing was, after the grand jury um, decision came out, it was a uh, you know, announced by McCullough, Bob McCullough, I forget what his name is. They released all the evidence that they dealt with in the grand jury. And I, it was like 90 pages of the, Mm -hmm. of Darren Wilson's testimony. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm doing the podcast tomorrow. I read it. So, so you're telling me with 90 pages, there wasn't enough just to start the process of a trial. Well, yeah, well, yes, there, there's a lot more evidence. They have uh, the autopsy results and this and that. However, the Michael Brown's, um, parents hired got their own guy to come mm-hmm. in and do an autopsy he said he was refused a bunch of materials that he wanted yes they didn't let him have it yeah okay that right there that alone yeah, based alone yeah should result you go okay well obviously we're not getting the information we need we need to have a trial it, clearly the result should have been a trial okay i read through the testimony mm-hmm. um a darren wilson his responses come across like he's not the brightest dude in the world. Not that he's necessarily lying or something, but just the way that his phrases are, his responses are phrased are, um, 
they don't show a level of intellect. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like he's probably not a genius, this guy. And also, they, he had months to rehearse this statement, that what he was going to say. If you go read through it, it's pretty obvious. Like It's been coached the yeah. way he's saying things. I went through, and I found something that really annoyed me and again it's another thing where you go well if this is the case he's probably making some other shit up mm-hmm. let's find out let's yeah. go to trial so i wrote down and i did i read all 90 pages because i'm i'm responsible and <laughs> I, I i feel like this is important on page 27 of his testimony and you can find this online it's all available they're showing um in, in like his te- his deposition whatever you want to call it they're showing him pictures of himself that were taken at the hospital because he claims that Michael Brown punched him three times or he punched him twice and he feared that the third one would be fatal, which is insane. But you would would assume if the first two were vicious, there'd be some kind of obvious visible damage to his face, right? Um, So on page 27 of this, they're showing him pictures of himself at the hospital and they're asking him with a laser pointer to show where's the the swelling and whatever. In the testimony... Wilson says, I never saw my face after. He's surprised. He goes, I'm having a hard time figuring out where the swelling is because I didn't even look at myself after this incident. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. I'm just going to break it down. Then we'll get into it. On page 48, he says, they're asking him, he says he has a cut on his hand. He realizes his hand has blood on it. Quote, so I go directly to the bathroom. I actually washed them, went to the bathroom, and then I looked. Like, still has, like, in my cuticles and stuff, so I washed my hands again. What bathroom do you go to that doesn't have, that a, doesn't have a fucking mirror above the sink? Well, and... In a police station? Well, and after you've been in an incident like this, you tell me you don't look at yourself in the mirror just to, just to be like, holy shit, like, what did I just go through? Like, you tell me you're not looking at yourself in the mirror, and... At least to be like, holy shit, what did I just go through? Or at least just to check out your face to see like if you got fucked up or not. No you doubt know about what I mean? it. Like, no doubt about it. There's more to it. If you if you're a guy, I'm because I'm a guy, so I'm going for my own uh, perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Oh. Guy, guys go to a bar or something. You get a little drunk. You're having fun. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You go into the bathroom for a minute. You you piss. You wash your hands. You always have that minute where you you wash your hands and you look up kind of check your eyes a little bit and you're mm-hmm. like all right and then you go back out into the thing you're telling me this guy didn't do that after he murdered somebody he knows there's shot him. 11 shots yeah he shots. killed 12. a guy it's a it's a hard you know he he looked he looked himself and then he goes on on page 71 somebody else asked him about it and he goes yeah i looked in the mirror so right so that to me means okay there's an inconsistency there mm-hmm. but we're just going to ignore that inconsistency and let it go go to trial it's that simple he also weirdly if you read the testimony it's very bizarre the way that he explains the circumstances yeah, I, I don't buy it and, and yeah there's a fog of war aspect to it but i don't i don't i don't buy it completely okay. and that's that's the thing it's a reasonable doubt you have to you have to put this guy on trial he drove himself home from he drove himself back to the to police, the police station, department after yeah. the incident <laughs> he tells his superior at that showed up at the scene like you know, the guy's like, you got to get out of here. And he's like, I don't feel comfortable driving my car. And the guy's like, take mine, take, take my car. And he leaves. Mm-hmm. Did he never look in the rearview mirror driving back? Did he never even glance into the mirror and go, oh shit. And see his face. Him. Okay. I have the pictures here of this guy. Um, 
let me see. I'm going to try to get them up. The, the internet's being insanely slow today, so it's really annoying me. Um, but anyway, you know, let me let me look for those pictures. What, what do you you guys have thoughts on this? Like to me, that's an obvious uh, conflict there in what he's saying. Yeah, and there's, I mean, just. The fact that he didn't look in a mirror once after this took place is complete bullshit. Like it, it, right, it is bullshit, right? Okay, here we go. I got the pictures up. This is photos of him that were released um, yesterday. He doesn't really look like he has any any injuries at all. I mean, it, it could it, it's consistent with what would look like to me a scrape or maybe like a little bit of a scuffle. His face uh, is red. It's red, but yeah. uh, but also I can't tell if that's just from the camera. Absolutely, you know or it could I mean? just be like, from his cheeks are flushed. Right. Well, and if you see, if you, look at him, he ev- looks fine. Everybody's seen that photo of him yeah. when he was. Uh, I think it was when he first became a police officer. He has naturally red cheeks. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. We're looking at a picture. I'm just standing there. Uh, he like if he thought he had to kill this kid because one more punch was gonna knock him out. Mm-hmm. He sure has a great. Uh, dude, George, chin because he's got no marks. George on him. Zimmerman looked worse than this dude did. Ab- like totally, Jesus totally. Christ! Like at least he had a broken nose. Like no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but that's so that that really annoys me. And one so. big thing, uh, can I bring up? The medical investigator took no photos on the scene. How do you not? Take do you know why? No, his, I don't his know. phone died, right? The battery on the camera died. See, like, what the <laughs> like that's so- what the fuck is going on there? Nobody had a uh, like. Uh, Possible, but suspicious as fuck. Suspicious as fuck. You're telling me if this was just a regular murder, if they were just going out to a regular homicide, you think they wouldn't have extra batteries or a camera with like a fully charged battery? That is so suspicious, it's not even funny. Absolutely. And and you know what? Maybe it is. And maybe this is exposing a problem with our law enforcement and our justice system. Maybe this is mm. how fucking incompetent no, it is across the board. It's not. It's not. I know that for a fact because I have I've had a couple friends whose like dads have worked in law enforcement and those crime scenes, the way they, and actually my best friend when I lived in St. Louis, his dad was the chief of police. I'm not going to say what county it was in. But he, like, he would tell us about when he would go to crime scenes. He was a homicide detective before he was a chief. And, like, they were so on top of everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. every yeah, little should detail be. right. because it's a homicide investigation. Right, everything if matters. If you want to catch the person who did something, every detail matters. It seems like here they're not so interested in... in figuring out who was in the wrong no doubt about it and i think again one second joey and i think again michael brown probably did do something okay well he did he 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 did that robbery right before this happened right but where he's like where where, he stole like blunts right yeah he still does stole swishers he stole swishers but and again that was another conflicting report of whether uh wilson knew who he was knew he was the suspect right he says in the testimony that he heard the call yeah but then there's other reports that say he didn't know when he approached them. exactly there's also conflicting reports because dorian johnson i think is the other guy's name is buddy they're saying he was the one that stole the yeah the the cigars so it's like it's this whole mess if you read through the testimony there's a lot of like shit that i that red flagged for me and again maybe michael brown was acting like an asshole shouldn't be dead 
definitely shouldn't be dead. No. And they're, they're again, I'll say it again because it's really frustrating. This was just a proceeding to figure out whether there should have been a trial, and obviously there should have been. Yes. Yeah. It's just this whole thing. I don't know, man. It really hits like close to home for me because I lived there for a long time. And uh, you lived in Missouri, yeah. Yeah, I lived in Missouri for uh, like ten years. And uh, like when I was in high school, and I spent a lot of time. I had a lot of friends who like lived in the city. And Ferguson's right outside the city. And, um, and and the thing about St. Louis is it's a it's like Chicago. It's a predominant predominantly black city, and um, but segregated. Yes, yeah. the county. Yeah, the counties are wh- are where all the white people live. The city and surrounding areas are where the black people live. I know it sounds bad, but that's just yeah, it's, it's, a, it's it a reality. We're not saying it should be. Yeah, no, but um, and this isn't uh, this isn't the first time one of these issues has come up. No, it's just the first one that got that got national attention. Like Something that. happened a couple of weeks after where the kid was walking around and he, he was yelling at the car. He had his hands up and he was like, shoot me then. Shoot yeah. me. And they fucking put like 19 bolts into him and killed him dead. That yep. was in St. Louis. That was in St. Louis. Um, yeah, it happens all over the place. And we're actually going to get into another thing that took place in Brooklyn. It's a different story, but a similar subject. And uh, uh, just one more thing, if I can. Yeah, bring yeah. It go, up. Go uh, St. Louis has had a lot of issues with law enforcement. Um and I get it. Again, it's a lot like Detroit and Chicago where there's so much crime and there's so many issues. They kind of feel, the police kind of feel defeated right. and are probably, excuse uh, me, understandable, so, hard so job. frustrated mm-hmm. and just like, I don't know what to do. But I, I remember like in, in North St. Louis and East St. Louis where it's really bad, where the murder rate is out of control, the police would tell you, don't stop at stop signs. Like we yeah. we won't like we right. won't pull you over. Don't stop at stop signs because if you do, you might get carjacked and you might get murdered. Just right. keep going. Like basically, do whatever you can to get the hell out of there, or don't be there in the first place. Darren Wilson alludes to that in his testimony yeah. where he says this is a part of town where you know like you got to be on high alert and whatever yeah. so you already have a state of mind where this guy's going in at a heightened he's scared Sense, probably yeah. right and scared. fine yeah. he's got fear yeah so your reactions are different in that case when you're afraid yeah and so, and everybody your decision making right anybody who's ever been in a in a fight if you're not used to fighting you know that's a scary situation, and everything changes for you in that right. moment. Every every reaction you have, everything is is much more different than it would be if you were just your normal self. Yeah. Fine. But I don't know. I don't know if I believe everything he's going through because what's the other reason, Chris? That he's been through police training, right? Oh, no yeah, doubt about he it. He should right. be you, able to handle himself in situations. For like sure. That. And it does. it seems like he's not... Um, and this is purely speculation, but it seems like he's not a great cop because they talk about it in the de- the testimony. He worked at one other police department before this for a while. He he didn't he he didn't basically he applied to work at a better station. Yep. Didn't didn't they didn't accept him? His dad was a police officer. Oh, was he? I didn't yeah. know. That. Okay, well, and all right. that's and again, don't know, just speculation. But I feel like and this was um, when the actual shooting took place a couple of months ago. They were kind of alluding to the fact that maybe he got this job as a police officer in general through kind of like it's being like legacy. His dad was yeah. a great cop and like, yeah, yeah we'll, let we'll help his son boy do it. Out, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and, and that's, you know, fine. I'm sure that that happens in a lot of places. But then when you get put, it, when something like but, this exposes it, we, you have to dig through all the details. Yep. Um, 
the the thing I wanted to bring up about this because I I think it's a, a broader point. I think it's important. The Browns. Um, the Brown family released a statement. I'm just going to read it really quickly uh, because there's one part of it that I think is crucial and I totally agree with. They said, we are profoundly disappointed that the killer of our child will not face the consequences of his actions. While we understand that many others share our pain, we ask that you channel your frustration in ways that will make a positive change. We need to work together to fix the system that allowed this to happen. Join us in our campaigns to ensure that every police officer working the streets in this country wears a body camera. We respectfully ask that you please keep your protest peaceful. Answering violence with violence is not the appropriate reaction. Let's not just make noise. Let's make a difference. Now, I could not agree with them more. Cops should be wearing body cameras. Let's fucking end all this he said, she said, or he said he can't say because he's dead in the street for four and a half hours. Yeah. Let's have a camera on these guys. Let's get GoPro involved. Get, get them cameras. So when shit like this goes down, you can go, oh, he was running at him. Oh, he wasn't. We can end the speculation. We have a video. It's 2014. Everything's on film. Let's fucking let's take it to the next step. And let, and the people that are supposed to be protecting and serving us, let, let's make sure that they're being held accountable. Now or not or, or clear. Not. This yeah. could have been over yeah. quickly. You go. Oh, Michael Brown's being an asshole. Look what he was doing. Done. Don't most cop cars have a dash cam anyway? Yes, all of them do. So so where was the dash cam from this incident? Well, I don't think he had one. I don't think they all do. I don't think that's true. They all do. I think a lot of them Are you do. Sure. I'm not positive, but in either case, sometimes they get turned off. And in, another, and in this instance, his car was turned. He said okay. to like block traffic from both directions. Yeah. So you weren't going to see anything anyway. Oh, okay. So that's but, easy to obscure. If it's on him, it's fucking on yeah. him. Yeah. You know. And um, that's. I feel like they should have dash cams, but. Um, I guess they should have a lot of cameras. Yeah, I guess. And and one thing from what it sounds like when he was talking about uh, his stun gun versus having mace on him because he said he didn't have a taser on him. Right. He only had mace. Yeah, he had he, less lethal options. Yeah, but he didn't well, use them. Certainly did. Yeah. Um, he made it from what it sounds like. He said um, the tasers weren't always available. Like every officer didn't have one. Literally, his response is, in the testimony there were is only that there's like one, one, there's one taser in yeah. the department, That's and he ridiculous. doesn't like to use it because it's too big and it's uncomfortable it's on his belt. bulky on his belt. That's literally why I didn't have a taser. He doesn't like to use it. Yep. So you're telling me that a police force responsible for a city doesn't have two tasers in the whole department. But they do have they tanks. Have one. But they do have tanks. Yeah, they have tanks. Right? How's that possible? They have military <laughs> they have equipment. But they, they all have AR-15s. They all have shotguns in their cars, but they don't have tasers. Let that sink in for a second. Don't tase It's mind-boggling. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so there, it's just a lot of suspicious shit, man. I, fucking let's get a trial. I, I mean, it just is mind-boggling. But, it, but at the same time, it's not, because I guarantee if you talk to some black people, I bet they're going to be like, well, yeah, this is what happens. There's injustice that gets take, that you know takes place against minority communities. It's just that's, that mm -hmm. is a problem that's been exposed here, and you can say whatever you want about the person that got killed. You can say whatever you want about the way the protesters are reacting. It's, we're all in it together. It's we the people versus power, and we need to hold power responsible. It's simple really as that yeah. yeah so what is this michael brown law that you mentioned well that's earlier? what it is the michael brown law is that they should all have um, oh, the body cams body okay. cams yeah. they actually put this on uh petitions.whitehouse.gov it got 150,000 signatures wow or about 250,000 signatures less than follow doritos on twitter 
So that's not <laughs> not great. Uh, Doritos has about 416,000 followers. This petition to uh, put cameras on cops got 150,000. Why can't Kim Kardashian tweet this? You know, I think that all the time. I think she has uh, twenty. How many? Like we talked about last she's week, she's got like a thirty million, 30 million followers. followers. Yeah. If her Bieber and like Lady Gaga, and fuck, just One Direction. Bieber, I don't want him. But in they there. have so much. Yeah, One Direction. If they tweeted, look, guys, this is a real serious issue. Blah blah blah. You'd get a billion signatures on that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's that. I I mean, I think we we covered that. Uh, this is going to keep going. I'm I'm sure, but I figured we might as well get into it because this is a huge deal. See, I want to know how you get from peaceful uh, protesting to looting and flipping things. Anger. That's why. Anger. Anger. Pure yeah. anger. The, on, on top of that, they've been, because people are, I'm sure, just tuning into this. They've been setting up for the last two weeks, three weeks in preparation for this. People yeah. boarding up their businesses. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've been calling in National Guard. They've been making sure that all these cops have the right equipment and everything. So uh, <laughs> now I, I, they have the tasers. Yeah. yeah. Now they have tasers, I'm sure. <laughs> they, so it's all, it, it's like if you anticipate a result, are you affecting the result by anticipating it? Do you understand what I'm saying? Sure, it seems like so it. So if you're, it, my point being, and I think we brought this up with the gun thing, if you have a gun visible in your waistband, are you deterring people or are you perhaps agitating the situation? I think if you're calling in the National Guard two weeks before a decision that you supposedly don't know what that decision is going to be, you are you kind of already know what the result's going to be and that lets anger build and build and build and build. I'm not excusing it, mm-hmm. but part of me is anti-establishment, is is a little bit like, you know what? Fuck some shit up, get some attention. Yep. It's not it's not ultimately going to be the thing that solves it, but it might be the thing that fucking makes people pay attention. And fuck all the racists that get mad at the black people for Blah, blah, blah. shut the fuck up because if it was happening in your community you'd be the first ones out there doing whatever you wanted to do too it's just because it's not happening to you that's Dude, what i mean i would be happy to be in fucking ferguson and out there flipping over a st louis county patrol car because i've had so many issues with those assholes there in the go. past mm-hmm. it feels good <laughs> yeah it feels good it would feel great to flip over you can't deny it hey, if you're like car. a stepped on community and you kind of feel like you have a free shot right now to take advantage of it you're probably going to. I'm not saying it's right, but... It's there. It's there, yeah. I, I wanted to bring this up. I don't even know if this is relevant, but like, it kind of goes back to the way that the cops definitely protect each other. Uh, it's a really... You know what I'm going to talk about, Joey. I don't mm-hmm. think Andy knows this. Um, f- years ago, I don't remember even when it was, but I do know that it was Super Bowl Sunday. I was uh, living at my parents' house at the time, and my car was parked in the driveway, and we had three cars. Uh and my car was always last, so it would like hang on to the like over the sidewalk a little bit, but yep. like into our driveway. And I was downstairs uh, in my room. I was listening to whatever I was listening to. Mm-hmm. I had headphones on, and I heard it was like one in the morning, two in the morning, and I heard a sound outside. I don't know what it was, but it was like a like a like a little bang sound. I don't know what it was, but I just ignored it. Ten minutes later, doorbell rings. It's very strange. So I run upstairs. My parents answer the door it's a cop and he goes hey uh one of our officers um hit your your car that was in your driveway Mm -hmm. cop came down the street fucking crushed the side of my car i mean really did like thousands of dollars worth of damage spun my car around basically um and hit a pole like a telephone pole probably like 100 feet away from where my driveway was his excuse first of all the cop that did it gone was not uh, at the scene yeah, we course. came out yeah, yeah. <laughs> um 
I speculate he was drunk at Super Bowl Sunday. He probably yeah. was drinking all day. Yep. Got out of the yeah. car and fucked it up because to spin the car around, he was going fast. He was, yeah, they said he was doing twenty five miles an hour, and they all, no way he was had to be doing forty easy. Bull. And they also go, he was uh, doing like a routine check of the streetlights. Here's the kicker. There is not a streetlight for a thousand feet on either side of my house. Yep. Nowhere. <laughs> so why was he not at the scene? Why, why was he being protected? Why are they lying? For, right. They're, that's a very fucking small incident. Clearly, they're lying about something. Yeah. We'll never know. We're not going to know the truth. They'll hide it. And this is a fucking way bigger deal. You don't think that they're going to kind of fudge the facts a little bit? To, yeah. to, so it's just that type of thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. the blue coat of silence or whatever it is. The, I forget. Yeah. Uh, blue wall of silence. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking I, about? I, I, I know what you're talking do. about, but okay. I don't know the name. But anyway, so that's so that's the Michael Brown thing. I mean, we're going to... Who paid for your car to get fixed? My insurance. Because it's title, it, it falls under Title Nine or Title Fifty Nine, whatever it is that they're in the act of duty. That's why they said that because like he was doing something. He was, was checking he in his, the street. Uh, he was in a squad car. Yeah, which was gone by the time we got out. They cleaned up the, like I'm oh, so, they cleaned up his car before they so pissed like, that got I got it onto a flatbed before he, you yep, even came out. Yep. Oh. I was so pissed that I didn't go out when I heard the sound but I didn't think anything of it had I got yeah. it was like maybe 15 minutes well and you're lucky you didn't get like your ass kicked or something if you would have gone out there and been like uh, what the hell did you do to my car and he would have been like get back inside or get down on the ground no, no, he no, was no. running at me and then Chris is fucking dead in his backyard right and then yeah. everybody's riding in Westwood yeah uh, yeah no dude I would have rioted in Westwood I was you. mad dude because I came out and my da- I remember my dad was like oh, okay like listen to what they're saying and I was like dude they're li- like they're fucking lying I was like where's the cop yeah I was like let's talk to the cop I was like yeah. let's breathalyze him and it was like oh, whatever <laughs> I made a scene but they didn't really care but anyway the point is it's like that shit happens and it definitely happened in this case I think yeah so um all right so i think we covered that to move on yeah the next one yeah it's not gonna get much lighter we do we have like one more heavy one that i want to get into i have one that's kind of light uh well and we're gonna get into that i, I do want to continue because it fits in the same in the same vein in uh brooklyn this past week um quote totally innocent unarmed man shot dead by nypd this guy akai Gurley, who's 28 years old in brooklyn in a uh what was his name Akai, A-K-A-I, Gurley, G-U-R-L-E-Y. Okay. Um, he was shot dead by a cop in his own apartment building in the like the stairwell um, while these cops were doing what's called a vertical patrol, which is really why I want to get into it. I'm going to say off the top, I think this was an accident. And I don't think it was malicious that this guy meant to, to kill this kid. I think it was a freak out. This guy was on probationary. That's why he was there to begin with. He's only been mm-hmm. on the force for 18 months. I think it legitimately was a fuck up. The thing I want to talk about though, is that there, these cops are in this building at any, what for any reason. There? Well, they go in on these vertical patrols routinely. I don't know if it's every day, but they're there at least got to be at least once a week because it's a high crime area. There's gun violence there. They just go in the buildings and look around for crime and just walk through the hallways and like, see if they smell weed or something. Right. Which I, which is what I find bothersome about this. That's a presumption of guilt, which you're not supposed to have in America. You're supposed Mm -hmm. to, you know be innocent until proven guilty you're going into this place to look for crime to look for crime which right you're gonna find something i'm sure but you're violating the shit out of their privacy and i guarantee that these cops are like we just talked about with um 
Darren Wilson. Oh, there's fear overworked involved. and just overworked. Like, yeah. There's fear involved yeah. when you're in a. They're telling you go to this horrible part of town. Yeah, that has a lot of gun violence and drug violence and whatever, and, take and a walk then around. go walk through their house. Yeah, that's what they're telling you. So it's unfair to everybody in the situation. It's unfair to the kid that gets killed. He shouldn't be dead, and it's unfair to the cops to put them in a position where they're going to be in this high anxiety situation. You know, how old was the kid? Twenty eight. His girl, he, him, and his girlfriend were coming out. Like they stepped into like a landing on whatever the seventh floor is, yeah, yeah. and the cops were walking down or up. I don't know which way it was from the ninth floor, and they heard the door open, and the guy had his gun drawn already, which of course, and he fucking freaked out or whatever, and the gun. Oh, and just went like, dang, boom, dang, boom, boom. yeah, and, he, uh, and it fucking ricocheted off something and it killed the kid. Wait, 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 wait. So he didn't fire at the kid? No, like, no, that's just... what I mean. It was an accident that he shot him. But the fact that he's there to me is the problem. Like, why? Why is he even there with his gun drawn? Well, yeah, of course. So, so the cops aren't just walking through this building; they're walking through with their guns drawn. This guy was. I don't know if they're supposed to be doing that. I would imagine that's not protocol, but I imagine it happens because it happened in this case. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that to me is such a violation that you're gonna have. And I get it. I get the argument. You know, I get the argument. Like, well, it drops crime. Okay. Yeah. If it's happening outside of the building, fine. If you get a call, come if you get here, called to a situation, fine. But but that's because we wouldn't tolerate it. I wouldn't tolerate it at my apartment. I wouldn't have cops walking around. No. But guess what? I'm white and I live on the Upper East Side, so I I yeah. don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know. But that's another thing, though. Like, um, even like very rarely when they get called to a scene, do they walk in with their guns drawn? Of course. Why? Why would they? Right. Like. The only time they have their guns drawn is when, normally, is when they're raiding an apartment or a house. Yeah, sure. Right, so, there has to be pro- probable cause or whatever it's called to, it's protocol, whatever, to take your gun out. Yeah. It, it's a it's a tragedy. The, the police commissioner, Bill Bratton, calls it an uh, unfortunate tragedy. And it is. What happened to the uh, police officer who did it? Uh, he's you know he's I guess he's on leave, pro- yeah he's like Darren Wilson who exactly. got uh, four hundred thousand dollars and uh, <laughs> got married when he was on leave. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, he needed a break. Four hundred thousand um, dollars to buy a nice house in Missouri for anybody who doesn't know. Buy a mansion in Missouri, yeah. Uh, not a mansion, but a very nice. A house. nice house, Joey. What what do you think about this situation? Because I, I I find it to be a in America again. Maybe maybe I'm too idealistic. I don't know. But in America, I think that you have a reasonable expectation of privacy when you're at home. this was America. I, I think it's a bit much, yes, to have... Uh, well, I think the main issue was the fact that the cop already had the gun drawn. Well, that's that, ultimately that what causes issue, it. Yeah, yeah but, the, but, the, but the point is, his, if his gun's drawn at home, it's not a problem. Yeah, they were there in the The fact that place. he's in that building for no probable cause other than the percentages say crime, crime will happen there yeah that's fucked that's fucked to me and like you you can't because people go oh, you're being a, an apologist for minorities or for the poor uh no i'm not I, i'm defending the right of other people and doesn't you know? somebody need to fucking apologize for him yeah that's point? the thing you, you can't I mean, you, with all these events that happen one after another right it's not it's not okay to be like they're being fucking picked on? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Maybe it's time to have like a universal training system, like a brand new system of training the officers and all that. To, but go then ahead, again, they're overworked and Or underpaid. train them in a special way in these high-pressure situations. situations. Yeah. The, the pro... 
they do that after a lot of these incidents they go through do training yeah, and blah yeah, blah blah the the problem ultimately is that again like i said it's the people versus power you you have a police force that's becoming increasing across the country becoming increasingly militarized increasingly empowered to uh, search without a warrant do all do all these things in the name of terrorism but it but it crosses into it crosses regular policing they're all gonna have drones in the next you know easily five years every police department's gonna have drones that'll be a lot of fun uh like it's it's not necessarily lack of training although i'm sure some of them it it is a little bit of that it's a lack of uh understanding it's a lack of ability to communicate properly with communities that they have no involvement with other than when they're at work those cops are not living in the communities that they're policing that's that's a huge issue they don't know how to deal with um you know, people that they just don't deal. You, you, you don't know how to treat people that you don't deal with all the time. Right. The ultimately, it'd be nice if everybody just understood you got to treat people with respect, and you might not get it back. That's the other thing. Yeah. But you're a cop. You have you're empowered. You know, you have to be held to a higher standard because you have a badge and a gun, and you're supposed to be there to protect and to serve. Right. You're yeah. You're not there to rack up arrests or or bust drug dealers. Like that's that's yeah. But those lines were uh, blurred a long time ago. No doubt about it. And that and that's uh, again part of the problem. Yeah. Um. All right. So part of the problem. Another great podcast we have on the Dave Network. Smith. Yeah. Dave Listen Smith was just uh, he was just giving here. a sermon yeah. out in the hallway about this. Yeah. Uh, he's a good. We should try to get him on this. So yeah. Be we great should. On this. Um. All right, so I think that's good. I feel like I one other thing to say about that. It doesn't matter. You guys get the point. Um, I hope you're enjoying your Thanksgiving. It's been a, it's been a <laughs> oh, lot of yeah, fun. Oh, yeah. This, this is the Thanksgiving episode. It's really light. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, play this at the table, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, this is lighter than the gravy, no doubt about it. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, yeah. And you know what? Nice. Your, your aunts and uncles are going to love talking to you about this. Trust yeah. me. Um, one thing really quickly, and then we're going to get to the light stuff. Andy's got some topics. Joey's got some crap to talk about. I really just want to even just mention this. Chuck Hagel, who's the current defense secretary, just stepped down, um, resigned, but that's being fired basically when you mm-hmm. resign from position abruptly. Yep. Um, to me, this is me just reading the tea leaves. This means that we're going to start to escalate our military involvement in Iraq again. I, I feel like, because this guy's sort of, I wouldn't necessarily say a, say a moderate, but he voted to bring the troops out of Iraq in mm-hmm. 2007, and he's a Republican. This is why Obama picked him. They they got along. Um, now that he's out, I have a feeling that we're going to really jack up the amount of stuff that we're doing militarily. And also, last week, uh, as a precursor to this, which might have led to a disagreement that resulted in the resignation, Obama um, upped our role in Afghanistan American forces can now carry out combat missions again, which they weren't doing for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there's just going to be a ramping up of our military. That's all. I just want to put that on the record. So that way in, you know, a year when we're back at war, you heard it here first Thanksgiving day. Uh, Yeah. That was a very Joey answer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks Joey. Okay. (laughs) Do we know who has the uh, position now or no? No, it's up in the air right now. Uh, It's some woman. I forget her name. She okay. might be the first female Secretary of Defense. And you know that she's going to, I mean, I guess this feminists are going to be mad, but I bet she's going to try to act like b- bullish. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like she can't bull come dyke. in. And b- no, no, I didn't say that. Oh, she, I, uh, I said bullish. You oh, know? I said bull dyke. Yeah, I know. Is that, a fe- <laughs> is that an offensive term? I don't, I don't know. think so. There's okay. one in every relationship. You guys there? let us know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think know. about that? It's, let Andy know. Yeah. A, a underscore Losey on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. But I, I would assume, mm-hmm. like, she can't come in and be a dove. 
you know she has yeah. to come in and be like she's gonna be a hawk pretty gung-ho yeah uh all right so you know what so that was good that's a solid 45 uh minutes we did on some dead serious shit and i just want to bring up one more our old friend taylor swift uh an interesting uh thing about this young lady her youtube views have doubled after she's left spotify so she pulls her shit from spotify she's not getting paid she is mm-hmm. definitely getting paid from youtube views less i think or slightly more than she would be getting paid from spotify um and her views have doubled she gets like 24 million views a week or something oh. like that something crazy 35 million views what 35 million views daily that's what she's averaging unbelievable so i just wanted to bring that up so her shit's not on spotify but she's okay with it being on youtube i guess that doesn't compromise her art why because she's a yeah well she's getting paid from that too (laughs) yeah i mean again i have a call into her people she hasn't answered me did you yeah good we're gonna get her on on the show please yeah well, again, we'll treat you nice. Andy won't <laughs> won't mutter, bitch, <laughs> which I love from last episode. Uh, all right, no, boys. I would, yeah, I would love to be your boyfriend, Taylor Swift. Oh, this is oh my god, it's turning so quickly. You'll be like, good for you. You should pull your stuff on Spotify, <laughs> yeah, babe. You're kidding me? That. Yeah, <laughs> she has like six thirty-five million dollar houses. Are you kidding me? She's I'd be doing just pretty well. Fine. She's she made the third fine. most money this year of any artist, sixty-four million dollars, right behind wow. Bieber and one direction maybe i read that the other day anyway anyway all right so uh this is the this is the first i'm out of topics guys so it's all on you now so let's talk about making money okay all right dna pioneer james watson is to sell his nobel prize that he won for his co-discovery of the double helix structure the what? building block of life why what why because he can sell it for 3.5 million dollars so it's just the physical structure of the yes. DNA. What is it? The Nobel no, Prize? No, 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 no. He's selling his <laughs> Nobel thinks, Prize. Joey thinks oh, he's selling the actual yeah, Nobel Joey Prize. Joey thinks he's award. selling the double helix itself. <laughs> <laughs> he has the building block of life. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it'll be um, the first time the Nobel Prize has been sold by a living recipient. The, the guy's now 85. He was awarded the medal for his work in the field of physiology or medicine alongside a fellow scientist, Francis Crick. Francis and Crick, sure. Maurice no, Wilkins actually, in 1962. So, Who the fuck's he selling it to? Uh, it's actually going to be for sale in New York City. It'll be uh, in a sale at, no, at Christie's oh. in New York City on December 4th. Why, and why? What, is he broke? Or he's dying, he wants to leave some money to his kids? Um, he, he really didn't give like a good reason for it. Okay. Um, yeah, that that's that's basically it. He that's said, so um, weird. So yeah. then, are we bidding on it, or are they just say it's three point five? Who wants it? Wants it? I think it's just three point five. Whoever wants it wants it. Yeah, but there. But I guess if somebody goes, okay, I want it. It's like, well, I want it. Then then. Well, then bid, yeah, yeah, then it'll bid up from three point five. Yeah, but who's but, gonna spend that much on? Well, just that's the what I. That's prize. my. That was my next question. Who the fuck? Why would you want somebody else's medal? That's like me giving Joey an old baseball trophy. Man, like here you go, Joey. Yeah. you were the MVP. Well, <laughs> except like what? he didn't discover the double helix, but well, it's a little di- I mean, it's a little different. Obviously, being the MVP of Little League is pretty important. Were you the MVP but... of Little League? Yeah, I was. Were you? Yeah, yeah. Good I, for I used you, to Chris. Pi- thank you. I used to pitch and uh, hit pretty well. Who caught? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the top. 
Um, so, <laughs> so that's weird, man, that he'd be selling the yeah. milk. Why would you want that? What oh, do right. you think? Display it <laughs> your like, house? This is the most random thing ever. Like, yeah. who's going to be like, I mean, I guess just like, uh, like Richard Branson will probably buy it. And be like, no, it, it won't. It like won't be crazy, Richard Branson. Like, Richard Branson can build spaceships. It'll be some like creepy millionaire who's like, oh, I'm gonna have the Nobel Prize in my house. I guess I'll, I'll shove it up my butt. Why would he do it? Why would he shove it up his butt? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. for pleasure or whatever. <laughs> or he hates himself. I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, do you have any other topics there? Uh, no, that was like my big. <laughs> that one. was it. Wow, you brought a lot to the table. That's great. Uh, Jesus Christ, do you do you understand the position that you just put us both in? That now we're gonna throw it to Joey, and he has like 15, 20 minutes to talk about whatever he wants. Like, oh yes, I kind of wanted it to be like that. Uh, you son of a bitch. You Thank son, you, Andrew. Sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I did that on purpose. I have a couple more if Joey's don't work out. Okay, all right, good. As long as we have. All right, good. Okay, Joey. Okay. You know what? It's your show, bud. So. I don't know if you guys know, but there was a huge, huge event Sunday night in wrestling, WWE, God. Survivor Series. Wait, before we get into it. I so guess. I have a couple more topics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about dirt. Uh, here's, I just want to put this out there. Yes. I don't watch wrestling anymore. I don't okay? either. I'm an adult. I used to like it. I used to watch it uh, when I was a kid, like age appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I will admit, occasionally I'll watch like a documentary about it because i find the business side interesting but i like documentaries in general joey you still watch wrestling yes i do what can can you explain to me why you still watch wrestling Story have you telling. ever stopped watching wrestling oh i stopped watching every like so often for three <laughs> four month period no that's not what i mean i mean did you that. stop from when you were like 15 to 22 and then you were like i'm gonna get back into this shit. yes really yeah what it, made you I stop uh, storylines got bad. No, storylines oh, got bad and things like that. But now they're good. Yes. But I Look, have a question why, for why you. Why are they good? Last night, uh-huh. did you check out Twitter at all? I did. It was inundated with the N-word. <laughs> the alternate every other tweet was oh, like God, these yeah. stupid ends, and then the other one was like these Who fucking Who do you cocks. follow that all uh well I follow Anthony Cumia. So a lot of the people Don't that, know who that is. from Opie and Anthony. Oh, you, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do know who he is. Yeah, who uh, you know, I don't know if he's putting it on or not. Uh, he He's a, a bit racist, I would say. A lot of his followers are super racist. Yeah. And I also follow Yes, You're Racist, the Twitter account. And they, they were just retweeting a ton of shit that All was right. racist. So it was either a- N-word, you guys are savages, to... Um, just like liberal outrage. Right. So did, did you at all go into the top 10 trending? No, no. I didn't do that. Okay, the, the, the top two trending for a period of time last night was number one was Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Number two was Larry the Cable Guy. Why? Because he guest hosted Raw. Do you understand how fucked up? See, like that's... The, I kid you not. That's the problem right oh. there. That's one of the problems. So... no. We're not glossing. Look, okay. Here, okay. I'm going to give you a little lesson in, in podcasting here. You say the thing about Larry the Cable Guy, mm-hmm. and I go, oh, um, unbelievable. That's part of the problem. And Andy goes, oh, don't gloss. Let's let's delve into that Larry okay. the Cable Guy thing for a second. Let's put the pieces together. Chris is giving lessons in podcasting. <laughs> We're seven episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, like, it, Larry the Cable Guy's trending because people are watching Raw. Mm-hmm. I would assume that's kids. Great. They're not paying attention to it's what's more really than just going kids. on. And I would assume that the people that are watching wrestling and are fans of Larry the Cable Guy probably are on the side of the cops. I'm just generalizing, but I would guess they are. Probably. They're probably, like, that's what's frustrating about it because they're not really paying attention to what happens. They're going to get it from Fox. They're going to get it from whatever bullshit outlet, or they're not going to pay attention at all. And that's a huge problem, I think, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Now, do you know what uh, was was he good? Did you watch Raw? I did. Let watch me let Raw. me. So you didn't watch the coverage either. Uh, what time does Raw start? Okay, Raw starts at eight. It's on to eleven. <laughs> Sometimes so you missed you missed the hours? entire thing. It, it's it's been bitch. three hours for years. Really? Yes. It's cra- it is amazing that they're able to put on a three-hour show every week. But oh, well. here's the thing. I did know about <laughs> the... <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great point. You're like, oh, well. Yeah. I did know about the Ferguson coverage. I had it on at 9 o'clock. My mom was in the other room. She was watching it. I what, went what in to watch she, it. What was she wearing? Totally inappropriate. And yeah, what she was wearing, was, even to- what she was, wearing <laughs> was totally inappropriate. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not, you asking me that, uh-huh. not what she was wearing. Uh. And the the gentleman, the prosecutor, was on the TV. And when I realized that he was going to say anything to cover his ass for the next 15 minutes, I decided not to sit down and listen to BS. I'm glad you brought that up. I watched it. I forced my girlfriend to watch it because she was watching some of her DVR Rock? shows. Yeah, we watched Raw. I forced her to watch Raw. It was great. <laughs> Randy Orton, baby. Uh, no, I, we, I've, I got home from the studio at like 8.30, and I was like, watch what you're watching, but at 9, I got to put this on because like this is important. It's live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was watching it, and I, and I swear to you, I had that thought while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. This is him covering his ass. I was yep. like, I bet a lot of people right now are getting up, turning it off, and be like, that, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to put up with this bullshit. That's what he wants you to do. But I, one big thing that happened last night was a groundhog attacked a man and chased him inside his home and kept him there for more than three hours in New Hampshire. Why? What? Why did he do that? He was a vicious groundhog. How big was this fucking thing? Was he 6'4"? Yeah, he was. And the guy didn't kill him. It was amazing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was very nice of him not to kill this thing. What did they do with it after they brought it back to the wild? Well, well, I guess he backed off after a while. What? Let's get into this, and then we'll get back to Joey's thing. Okay. He- so this guy in New Hampshire was outside in his yard, and this rogue groundhog came up. Didn't know grand- groundhogs existed anywhere but Pennsylvania for that one day in February every right, year. Right, But yeah, so he was out in his yard. This thing kind of came after him. He retreated to his house, didn't try to stand his ground and murder the thing. And, uh, and the thing is, like, up against his window, <laughs> like... Like biting at the window, at like, the window. Yeah, yeah, like like being a wild man. Now this wasn't a mutant groundhog or anything. It wasn't a huge beast of the thing. It's just a normal sized groundhog. Yeah, a normal sized groundhog. Hmm. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Back to Joey. Okay. Wait. So it just reminded me because we're talking about wrestling. We'll get yes. we'll get into it. That okay. was another thing Wilson said in his testimony. He goes, he was uh, he was as strong as Hulk Hogan. That's literally what he said. He's Hulk like, Hogan or Hulk Hogan or the Hulk. Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. But it, again, he's kind of a dimwit. He probably meant the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> no, I think he meant Hogan because they asked him. The the woman that was interviewing was like, "Who?" And he's like, "Hulk Hogan." Uh, like who's over he, he, now. so he believed that michael brown was as <laughs> strong as hulk hogan that's why he felt that's real that's literally what he said go ahead joey so back to larry the cable guy for a moment yeah i mind. love talking about larry the cable. do you know what he was promoting uh psycho tc yeah nope. uh um cheddar bacon potato chips nope a new movie oh, jingle good. all the way to oh god no no fucking way yes jingle all the way sucked no it didn't it's classic don't argue with me it's, it's Sinbad. Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yes. It's not my kind of movie. It's fine. It was probably great. Fucking, are you serious? Right, so the original reason why I brought Do you know that uh, Larry the Cable Guy's real name is Dan Whitney, by the way? Yes, I did know that. It's from Boston. I did not know that. Yeah. It's all put on. Okay. Good for him. But He's I'm doing saying. a great job. He is he, doing a great job. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's doing a great job tr- tricking rednecks. Yeah. Get her done. Ugh. So. Good. The reason I brought this all up was- Chesterfield. Because- Chill, Bubba. It's only the, an hour. 
12 year old me got really excited because Sunday night was Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And do you oh, know okay. who stepped into That's the ring? That's a Thanksgiving tradition. For the very, very first time in the WWE. I do know, but go ahead. Yeah. Tell me who it was. Sting. It was Sting. Sting. So in celebration, I came up with a little game called Is It Sting or Sting? Is it Sting or Sting? I'm going to say, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It doesn't make sense. It's a title. Yeah. I, I do want to get into this, though, because you do love Sting. Yes, I, I saw. I knew that he did because you tweeted amidst all the, the chaos of Twitter. I just saw Joey. He wrote hashtag Sting. That's yes. what he wrote. And I was like, oh, he must be in the WWE now, <laughs> which is crazy because he's like the longest fucking holdout. It's so weird that he yes. was never in. Yeah. He yeah. was like the, which, why did he never come over? Uh, what happened was back in 2001 when WWE, E at the time known as WWF. Yep. They bought WCW because they messed up and they went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. So they bought him and then they had the invasion angle, yep. which was all the WCW guys came over. His contract was going to be up and he was afraid that he would have to start from the bottom, work his way back to the top. Mm-hmm. So he th- for him, he sat out the rest of his contract and then he did NWA or something and then he went to TNA and he was at TNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just didn't work out. It's very weird because he was like a big name in WCW. Dude, he was You'd huge. He, he was my that. favorite. Like when yeah. WCW mattered, like I <laughs> loved Sting. Everybody right. did. Right. Very strange. Well, anyway, so he's here. Is he here? Is this a one-off or is he in now? And how old is he now? He's got That's 40, a good question. Right? Okay. You ready uh, for this? I, I, at least One 40. of the questions. No, over. Listen, he's got to be over 40. Listen, we're playing Sting with Sting. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Wait, can you give me <laughs> yeah, the rules yeah, for what Sting? St- what does that mean? <laughs> I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and you tell me, is it Sting or Sting? Are you saying the same thing, <laughs> Sting or Sting? <laughs> or, yeah, or can we just get this straight? Different. Are you okay. saying, is it A or A? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, just just pay attention. Uh, all right. Okay. I, I, oh, okay, Joey. You have my full attention. Okay. Go for it. The first one is an English musician, singer, songwriter, multi-instrument, Oh, Act- oh okay. I got it. Activist, no. actor, Sting is 55 years old. Holy you didn't let me shit. get to that. Sorry, God. Okay. So who is it? I just gave you a bunch of clues. Who Wait, say it? start over. Okay. Is an English musician, singer, songwriter, multi-instrument... Sting. Yes. It's Sting. Okay. Next one. Is an American professional wrestler and signed to the WWE? Sting. Goldberg. Okay. <laughs> no, it's Sting. Sting, Sting, Sting. I meant Sting. I meant Sting. Who, is the, who was the lead singer of the police... That's you're ridiculous. That's the Are same one. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Sting. Okay. Came dubbed Who's as Who's winning right now? I have two. <laughs> no, I said Goldberg, so it's one one. I have two. Okay. <laughs> Came to be dubbed as the franchise of the during the nineteen nineties and early two thousands. Yes. Okay. I feel like I just pause the game for a second. I feel like I have to even explain what's going on. Uh, our good buddy and co-worker over here, Aaron Friedman, who has Jamcast on this network, just stepped into the booth. He's never, I don't think, listened to us do this podcast, and he's getting a real weird taste of what's happening right now. So well, this is not, not representative. To be fair, he's not paying attention. So. No, he, he hates all of us. Uh, yeah. all well, right. he hates the okay. show. That's yeah, and I understand that. Yeah, I I, I, Everybody does. Next question. He then worked at a school as a school teacher at St. Paul's First School in Cunningham for two years. Cunningham? Where's that? Uh, over in England. Oh, okay. Uh, Sting? Yes. All right. Fuck. <laughs> Who faced Hulk Hogan at Starcade 1997? Sting. Yes. Who has won 16 Grammy Awards? Mariah Sting. Yes. Sting. Oh, he pointed to Andy. <laughs> I said it at the same time. And the last one. Uh, in 2000, he received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Sting? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. 
You know what, Joey? I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about, but that's kind of funny. That's a kind of funny. Sting has 16 Grammys? Yes, he does. Now, I want to. Here's my real question Did you steal that from somebody? No. You thought of that? You made that up? Yes, I did. Dude, good for you. That was funny. Because what happened was. That was good. uh, um, Sunday night, I was really excited because Sting was in the WWE. And I was trying to see who else was talking about Sting, and one of the <laughs> tweets was actually about the other Sting, who's been called to help out on his uh, musical on Broadway. Oh, that's funny. So I'm like, that's funny, Sting and Sting. So wow, I then I'm came actually up really with a impressed. Bunch of you came up with a fucking bit. Good job. Okay. Yeah, that's now, nice. We actually also have a bit we're going to do later. It uh, involves Jurassic World with uh, Joe Jurassic Harari. World, yeah. Just keep your eye out on Instagram. Look on Andy's Instagram for that. Yeah. Why does it have to be on mine? Because you, you use it more than I do. Maybe well, you I look on mine too. You no. won the Sting game. Uh, no, Sting game's not over yet. Oh. Okay. This My is God. for bonus points. Uh, what is the real name of Sting? Sting. Steven no. Gerard. Which Sting? No. I... The, I Pick either one you oh, want. Shit. Who can Google quicker? My computer's <laughs> slow. <laughs> <laughs> one was born March 20th, 1959. Steve Borden is Steve a wrestler. Steve Borden, damn it. Yes. Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner. Woo! Yes, done. So maybe next time we play, you either have to say Steven or Thomas, but I thought Sting or Sting was funny. Where's I... Sting from? Everybody's going to start asking <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> yes. Uh, which thing? Uh, okay, so this is pretty good, Joey. I'm proud of you. Right, he he you. lives in Dallas, though. Yeah, he does live in Dallas. He's also gone. Hey, Joey, how about I ask you some Sting trivia? <laughs> what are some of his other ring names? The oh, franchise. Yeah. Oh no, God. incorrect. Nope. Blade Runner Flash. Flash, Flash Borden. Borden. Steve Borden. Which is his real Sting. name. So. Yes. Yeah. Not a very good ring name. He's only yeah. 6'2", 250. He's, Not a big he, guy. He was billed from every man's nightmare. A.K.A. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hey, Venice Beach, California. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh a- asinine. All right. Well, that's great. Um, if you're listening, congratulations. You won. Did he bring his bat into the ring? Yeah. Uh, well, oh, yeah. What kind of sting showed up? It, it was the scorpion sting. Okay. And he did not have the baseball bat with him. Well, what was his role? What did he do when he yeah. showed up? Yeah, what happened? Uh, oh, okay. So he, sh- well, what happened was. Joey just got so excited. I also like Joey's wearing a, a, like a leather jacket. He looks like Eric Bischoff. Yes. Well, thank you. Not powerful. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so it was Survivor Series where you had one team, Team Cena, got to hit him. And the other team, Team he's, Authority. He's wholesome. Who, you know, Triple H and Stephanie backed. Sure. Long story. Stephanie is still in involved. Yeah, she's doing a great job. She has big old tits, man. <laughs> she's a mother now, so let's Tick be old, respectful. Take old booty. <laughs> she does, man. Remember she, does, when she got huge. that boob job? I that do was remember. when I was still watching wrestling. <laughs> I stuck around for another couple. I've weeks. probably whacked. I mean, I've definitely. I was gonna say probably. She had nude. No, she had nude photos come out, man, and she looked. Fucking that good. was a big part of my. And early, very no, soon, that was a big no, part of early whacking. I was gonna say that was a big part of my and early. Very soon, Joey, are you fucking serious? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to explain to everybody what I used to jerk off to as a kid. This, <laughs> Go ahead. I'm re- sorry. Women of Wrestling was like a, there was a website. Uh, oh, uh, wow. Sh- dot com. Yeah. Or something. Was like uh, Trish Stratus was on there too. Official Women of Wrestling. I used to really be into Sonny, Terry Reynolds, yeah. Marlena. Yeah. Oh, big part of my early uh, masturbatory uh, habits. <laughs> Jenna sorry. Jameson, like pictorials. Do you understand that we used to jerk off to pictures? Yes, yeah. I was just going to say that. Was that we used to have to uh, print out 
pictures. Like, did oh, you I ever print, print them out? No, I didn't print them. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> maybe once or twice, probably. Yeah, yeah. because I didn't have a computer. Uh, oh man, my fucking parents listen to this. My mom. It's fine. <laughs> listen, he's weird. he's. It's good. Yeah, but uh, but <laughs> anyway, healthy sexuality. So, <laughs> so yeah, you'd print out uh, pictures because uh, I didn't have a computer in my room at the time. Right. Because so I, I was like young. It was yeah. When, yeah. Uh, whatever. Dude, fucking AOL used to be the worst. We're, I'm, I'm old. Oh, yeah, 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 even, did you even do that with dial-up? You'd go on like. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But you'd go to like, this is for people, I bet there's people listening that are in college that don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh no, definitely not. You'd go on AOL and it wasn't like a browser. It would just be like the AOL. Whatever that thing was. App basically or whatever program. And then you could go to like certain channels and one of them is WWE and they'd have a photo gallery. Mm -hmm. None of them like super hot, but good enough. Good Good enough, man. Enough. And I also will say this. This is admitting to a crime. I think it's past the statute of limitations. I stole a WWE magazine with China on the cover from Quick Check in 1997. (laughs) (laughs) I I may or may not have jerked off to that may or may not be a man or a woman. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, well, have you seen seen her news? It's exciting. Yeah, I have. It's that huge clip. Yeah, it's like like a... Her her and X-Pac had a sex tape. Yeah, they did. X-Pac or Eddie Guerrero? X-Pac. X-Pac. Oh. What's an X-Pac, X-Pac up to this day? He's at, I These actually... He's not this day specifically. He's, he's okay. He's got a really gruff voice now. It's funny. It's really? like Yeah, he's the one, two, three kid, but just like, hey, everybody, it's X-Pac. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so what a weird ending to this. Yeah. Listen, this. you know what? We're going into a holiday. We have one more podcast to record. It's in the conversation with Damien Lemon, Vlad, uh, Vlad Guerrero. No. Vladimir Camano. No, and, we have two. Uh, Ali Muhammad. What, what else? Spread. Oh, the spread with Dave Jesko. Duh. Great show. How, what a silly goose I am. That's coming in. But we're, we're winding down here. It's almost a holiday. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Yeah, this I is hope fun. You guys, you know, we're, yeah. we're not going to do this all the time. We're just just BSing a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, Joe, you got any more topics there? Nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, you really you killed it with that sting versus sting thing. Yeah, I think we're all set here. All right. Um, guys, thank you very much for listening, especially if you're hearing this sentence right now. You're really a fan, and I really appreciate it. Yeah. I think this is fun. Though. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys are having a great holiday. I hope you enjoy the weekend or whatever. Be safe. Uh, have some fun. And again, this is enjoy- coming out early. Uh, oh, God, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, in, uh, enjoy your time with your families, definitely. Yeah. And uh, enjoy a lot of food. Remember, eat as much as you can. It's uh, there's no uh, there's no shame on these days. No, eat as much as you can. Undo your belt and go watch some football. You eat a lot. Here's what you do: you eat a shitload while your family's over. You save a little for later. You smoke a little weed. Oh, you, you got to podcast. Yeah. You have your meal set up for later. Boom, you're set. That's a that's a wonderful night. Well, the thing is. Is you have your meal, and then the sandwich is what comes later. That's what I mean. Right? The the sandwich right. with everything you can fit onto it. Dude, put stuffing and cranberry sauce on your sandwich. I don't give a shit. Why? And then have a side of gravy to dip it in. Why wouldn't you? Boom. That's, That's solid advice from Andy right there. And I just want to give everyone a happy... Uh, a big wet hug. Good luck on your <laughs> Black Friday shopping. No, you know what? Don't even bring that up. That's something we're going to have to talk about next week. Yes. It's okay. ridiculous. All right. So the, again, so this came out early this week. It's just a one-off. So you guys can have this a day early. We think you might want it. Uh, next week, every week after that, it'll be coming out midnight Thursday into Friday. And uh, we love you guys. Leave us comments. Oh, yeah. On Twitter, at Mansamp, at A underscore Lozy, at Joey from Jersey, Jersey with the Z. Email us, mandatorysampson at gmail.com, soundcloud.com slash mandatorysampson. Go on iTunes, rate, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. We love you very much. We're just rambling at the end. Enjoy your holiday. We will all talk to you 
next week.